0: This is the Music Snows Podcast.
1: Oh, that was good. That is good. That's really good. <laughs> That's really good.
0: I'm English, isn't it?
1: I sh- should I mention the shirts on right there?
2: Yeah, you might as well, because you can take it out later if you want to. But yeah, go ahead.
1: And we have merchandise.
0: Shirts. I mean, try, try not to oversell it, mate. <laughs> try not to oversell it. <laughs> yeah, that'll really pack them in through the doors. <laughs>
3: Welcome to the B-side Scoop Isaac Jahan
1: The Music Snobs. This is the Music Snobs podcast. My name is Arthur, your lead voice, and I am joined as always by my co hosts, Scoop, Isaac, and Jahan. Adele has released her album. And let me just say, I am very happy that Janet Jackson released her album, got her press cycle, went on tour, sold out all of her concerts. Because now that Adele is here, everything is shut down. <laughs> maybe like, longer. Maybe longer. Maybe longer. Because um,
2: is it back? Is it like when
1: back when Michael used to drop an
2: album? Is it that? Is it that level? Like when Mike used to drop an album, everybody was shut down for a year.
1: Yeah, I don't you it, remember it again, the, the last album? Point, she, she, the, the last album she had the top selling album for two years. Mm-hmm. The album she released it the year that she released the album
3: in, and then the year thereafter from that standpoint she is this generation's michael on this you know this is this is the follow-up to this is the follow-up to off the maybe off the wall maybe you know you smile in that context in that context if, a, you at, no, if you look at it this follow-up up to thriller, thriller right yeah, yeah, like, yeah, because so, if you look at 19 as off the wall uh-huh. you look at 20 21 as wow. thriller this is bad
0: if you're looking at it if you if you squint your left eye and maybe <laughs> no. no 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 we're no. talking I no, eye eye up eye up no. Like we're strictly talking about from prism. a sales and, yep. and, and that's yeah. all we're talking about yep.
3: from a sales and popularity Jeh. standpoint slow, down, slow, Jeh, slow heard, down
2: you heard
1: me clarify we're talking
2: about in that sales context that's not all not we not know, said
1: yeah because i mean really man i mean who's gonna release an album now beyonce ain't gonna release an album until
0: until adele releases at least two three singles or something but do you think so i mean do you really think that they've got primarily speaking the same market
3: no, but I think there's a general public interest that transcends just people who listen to their music. It, it's a moment. You
2: know what? Listen, I, and I'll let I'll let Arthur finish his introduction in a second. But I think Adele's market is everybody. She's mass market. She's the definition of mass market. Right now, Beyonce, I agree with Jay though. I don't think Beyonce is going to be fearful of dropping an album because her market is a little bit more skewed than. But Adele. I think but people, but I who, see. people who buy Adele's album and are going to buy a Beyonce album, they'll do both. You know what I'm saying? She's not they're not gonna just pick one or the other. They're definitely gonna grab grab Beyonce's album. But I
1: think that's the market that Beyonce wants to be in.
2: She can't get it. Because she can't you have to be white to have that market. You cannot you cannot get that Adele market and be black unless you're Michael.
0: I mean Beyonce's still selling a huge amount of albums and tickets. A huge amount. What I do think is true though is that you can't sell at an Adele level or a Beyonce level actually, if your music has too many elements of black music. Right. It's basically like the music needs to be diluted somehow in order to knock it out of the park sales wise. And, and that goes for both, you know, white performers and the black ones. I mean, it didn't used to be like that, but certainly for the last 20 years, I think pop hasn't really included any meaningful aspects of black music in it. But I think Isaac's going to let us know that that's changing.
2: To me in 2015, pop has finally learned that lesson. Pop has finally kind of come back and say, you know what? To move this sound further, we're going to have to dip back into our R&B, that pot that we dipped into heavily in the 80s and the 90s, um, maybe even before that. I think that's what's happened in 2015 with the releases that we've seen from mainstream,
1: you know, pop artists. It broke late too, because what the back with the last quarter of uh, 2015, we've had releases from Justin Bieber primarily, Selena Gomez. Mm-hmm. Um Demi Lovato. Demi Lovato. Uh what's that kid with the I Need Stitches? Sean Mendez. Yeah. Arthur has very young children. <laughs> right. No, he's right. But it it's
2: goes. Like some of these casts I've never even heard of. Right. <laughs> like, Who is Sean? Who? Yeah, but, but yeah, no, you got he's, young kids. There, there's
3: there's you know, there's a whole list of artists now that are in pop that support you know, what you're being said. But I think we have to keep in mind for this conversation with the bulk of, well, a large percentage of pop music, you know, marrying itself to some specific groundwork of soul or R&B music, the Adele's, the Taylor Swift's, and the Frozen's mm-hmm. are still the ones that are breaking records. If you last look at the last four years, Frozen, like I said, Taylor Swift, mm-hmm. and now Adele, those have been the three pop movements, for lack of a better word, from a retail and general population standpoint. There's no rootness of black music in this music, none. In Adele's album. In a in in Adele's or Taylor Swift's or Frozen. So as much as we want to say pop music is like, the mass of pop music is 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 marrying itself with some R and B. We look at the what are moving like millions and millions of units, the ones yeah. that are at the top, avoid of black music. But even Taylor's pulling in elements. I mean, she's got every uh, now nah, maybe maybe every it's she's hints. using Rihanna's hits air uh, right in there it, and you know she's talking about you know to...
1: shaking it off which is a direct reference to to jay's dirt, dirt right. off your shoulders so i mean it's it it's but t- taylor trying to rap in that song
3: i know but that's still there's still small things it's not like we're looking at like you said like if you listen to somebody like you look at the nick jonas or you listen to major laser or you listen to ellen goulding you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. you hear like they're like offshoots of you know uh aguilera we're like all right well they're 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 rooting their sound in something soulful it's not what taylor swift did i think it's totally different
0: i mean i have to i have to confess i haven't listened to any song by any of these artists that we've spoken about but there's a big difference between cloaking yourself in for want of a better phrase black roots than actually appreciating and employing and when i say employing i mean using black roots so for example for why or or black artists actually for pop artists to say you know what let me get a black rapper of the moment to guest on this song that doesn't that doesn't make the song necessarily have black roots or something right that's almost like i think people you know these kind of artists very very often i see in pop they put this stuff on like a coat and then they take it off you know Mm -hmm. when they get to where they want to get to that doesn't necessarily mean that the song itself or the type of music that they're doing is truly got some black dna to it and i think even where it has like you're mentioning you mentioned taylor swift arthur again i don't really i haven't really heard any of her songs but how much of a microscope do you need in order to actually see that dna isn't hers as i understand it such trace trace elements that it might as well not be there
1: well in taylor's case yeah but take somebody like miley cyrus all right, let me let me let me go
0: that way because I don't want to talk about Miley.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you want to bring Miley into the
3: conversation? Let
1: me not bring Miley into this
0: conversation. But is is she sufficiently different? I mean, I, I well, would have thought that if you're if the if this to- what is this topic? This topic is what pop is at its best when it's showcasing black roots. Is that that's the topic? Correct. right? Yes. Are you anybody telling me that Miley Cyrus's music showcases black roots? Genuine?
3: No, that's why I backtracked off of Miley because I want to talk <laughs> yeah, about yeah, Miley. I don't, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. No, no, yeah, no. I don't think so. But there's, I mean, I can go through a list because I'm still like pretty somewhat versed in pop music. And from what I'm hearing, it, it lends itself to that because I've heard a lot of good pop music this year and it all, you know, seems to have that underground of a soulful feel. You know, and it goes to Isaac's point. It is at This is to me when pop music is at its best. But I want to bring the fact that. Well, well give us some examples. Give let, let's name a few examples, just so I see what
0: page you're on. Okay,
3: let's like the song called X's and O's by L. King that I think has that. Nick Jonas, he has a song called Levels that I'm like, damn, I was surprised. That was a Jonas brother that was doing that song. You know, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Tovlo, um, uh, uh, Body, uh, what is it? Uh, Talking Body, uh, Robo, I want you. Oh, Rabel, I'm sorry. I'm pronouncing his name wrong. Steven Rabel. I Want You, Major Lazer, I mentioned earlier, which is Lean On, which is another cut. Demi Lovato, Confidence. Scoop, just so, just so I'm 100% clear, you would define
0: all of those songs primarily, first and foremost, as pop songs?
3: Yes, without question. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And there's a new this song I just heard the other day by an uh, artist by the name of Ayesha, Alicia Care. I don't know if I'm pronouncing the night. Oh yeah, right. yeah, 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 here. What's uh what's here. This? Yeah, here? Yeah, here. Yeah, that's 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 maybe more R
2: and B than. But that's what, pop. but it's still yeah. but it's
3: still a pop song. She's still mm-hmm. a pop artist. Listen, you know, even Justin Bieber. Sorry.
2: Yeah, Justin's album. This album, probably, I would say four, maybe five cuts on this album are some of the best R and B pop I've heard in a while. Mm-hmm. You know, what I'm saying he's he has a level of depth that he can hit, and I, you know, if you would have told me I'd be talking about Justin Bieber like this two years ago, I would have been like, "What right. are you talking about?" But. <laughs> <laughs> he, you know, if you look at what Justin Timberlake did um, at his height with the uh, with the you know the album he did with Timberland, basically, they, you know, he Justin Bieber is able to do that, but Justin Bieber can tap into an emotional thing that that Timberlake couldn't hit, mm-hmm. you know, vo- vocally. Um, and so when you listen to this new album, and I think the guy's name is Pooh Bear, who Justin Bieber is working with primarily songwriting, um, and he's working with a bunch of different producers, but this album has got some of the best R and B slash pop I've heard in a long time. Yeah. Um, and back to Adele real quick I would argue i get your point Scoop but I would argue that vocally she is you know a church singer you know what I'm saying and and, and to it's but to the point we made earlier about from a racial standpoint she's acceptable that I think she has a level of acceptance that a black singer with that same voice would never get because of of by proxy of being white Mm. so not that she's doing anything wrong by tapping into that soulful um almost not only say gospel but you know church type sound with her voice but to me that's that's the same as drafting you know off of black music in terms of you know uh strictly musical or lyrically or see, whatever else I think else. it's just authentic that just happens Yeah I mean way. that's, that's it, it is so, authentic if, but, yeah, right, but right. she's like like says, she's able to put that on and then take it off if necessary you know what I'm saying and that's the advantage not just in music but in many parts of culture today
0: But does she though my point was only You know, I'm not going to blame somebody for being able to take off the coat. Does she take it off?
2: No, and and I think, and I don't blame you for that. I don't blame you for not blaming them. But I think the topic is about, you know, is is pop best when it taps into those R&B roots? And I would say yes, absolutely. And I think that Adele is proof of that. I know, do here's, too. here's here's a woman who is not you know uh i don't know what a size you know women's size is, is you know so i'm not going to say a size six or whatever but she's not uh dancing around on stage and wearing you know taking her clothes off this is a woman who basically i was telling arthur i seen pictures of her with no makeup on yeah. and holding her back. she looks like joe white girl you right. know what I'm saying basically that she would just see anywhere and she's able she's you know this has reached this level a lot of that to me has to do with the fact of again tapping into that r&b element soulfulness and putting it to a pop you know aesthetic and mass marketing it you
3: and know what i'm saying I to a degree
2: cuz we could argue uh, we and we have argued this before to me amy winehouse is better but she was she's not mass market at all you know what i'm saying she was never She was never um, uh, mainstream in the way
0: that that Adele can be. She's not going to get the soccer moms. Yeah, she's not getting soccer moms.
3: But I also think that Amy Winehouse's music was more rooted in soul music than Adele's is. And I just don't hear
0: what you... To me, there's a greater distinction than that. To me, Amy Winehouse's music was soul music. It wasn't rooted in soul. It was soul music. She wasn't pop, right? Okay.
3: Okay. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. I just don't see Adele's music being rooted in soul music. I think she has a very soulful voice. But musically, I don't see yeah, and that's, that's a right. There is a difference, right, yeah, so I don't yeah. see the music soulful in this, and I put it up there. It's just, it's just great pop music you know, across I would say, the board. When I
2: hear "Hello," I would say if there is a different singer, that the music for "Hello" musically, it's not an R and B song. It's not soulful. I don't think. But you know, when she be- comes on the track, it becomes, becomes soulful. Right, I get you. You know, what I am saying when she belts out "Hello" but from that's the other side.
3: Voice, I don't. I think, we're in church, right? You know, but conversely, we're, we're the, in the
1: songwriting and the production can drive that too, right? I mean. Absolutely,
3: but I think that's Absolutely. what I am. I think the the like the art the the, the pop music that I'm hearing right now, of the, the, the songs that, that were mentioned earlier, to me, it's not their vocals, it's not the artists, it's the music itself that is that is rooted in soul music that is making this pop music so good. Mm-hmm. With Adele, I just think it's her voice. It's just her natural voice happens to be soulful, and that's a whole different conversation.
2: Okay, well, uh, well let me throw this in, I, and I I think I'm with you guys, but let me throw this in from a you know, the other elements of soul music and R&B, one of the key elements of soul and R B is vulnerability. And I think that Adele even vocally expresses a level of vulnerability. And just like my point with Justin Bieber a minute ago, he's able to hit a vulnerable place that I don't think Justin Timberlake could hit. To me, that's, that's that R&B soul element that takes Hello and some of these other songs and brings mm-hmm. it to a place that I can connect to mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying or that I can connect to my culture and it's not there's nothing wrong with that no. I'm just saying that to me that's when pop music reaches another level mm-hmm. Taylor Swift I'm not you know I'm, I'm and Arthur you tell me who's the bigger star right now is it Adele or is it Taylor Swift I don't know that's a tough that's a tough, that's a tough a deal one. because deal. I mean you know
3: today, I don't it, know, today it is Adele today it is Adele because she's hot right now yeah but Adele, Adele yeah, doesn't but, release you know, try to go apples to apples
1: like, so I say it's Taylor could Taylor go five
2: years without releasing an album and have this much hype? Oh yeah. Now she can. Yeah. Now
3: she can.
0: Although the average age of Taylor's fans is probably a lot younger mm-hmm. than Adele. So by the, if Taylor were to take five years off, I think a lot of her fans would have almost grown out of Taylor by the time she came that's back. An ex- depending on that's how she came that's back. That's an excellent point. Before we jump off the vulnerability point, is vulnerability the domain, the exclusive domain of of black music? Because People like Johnny Cash, for example, very famously, very vulnerable in their music. But I can't believe that there aren't a huge amount of white artists working in non-black music styles that don't have a depth of expression or vulnerability or honesty in their music. I can't believe that.
2: I I would say it's not the exclusive domain, but I would say no one does that or no one has done that better than than soul singers you know, in the history of music. I don't think anybody's been as vulnerable um, and express okay, right. that hence the term soul. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean you could look at going back to the Rolling Stones on, I think white artists who've been able to tap into that type of vulnerability and then when you see them in interviews and they'll name, you know, who's influenced them and it'll be a bunch of black artists. That's that's you know, and I'm not mad at that. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? That's that's a beautiful thing. Right. But I think that they've yeah. learned that type of and it, it exceeds even music, man. We talk to uh the other two big the other two bigs, movies, you know, film and books. You know what I'm saying? It's like there's Black artists have always been able to tap into a sense of vulnerability and ex- that soulful expression um, that I think that is unique to our culture or unique to these artists. Uh, and I think that artists like Adele and Bieber and, you know, the other ones that Scoop name, they know that, you know, even if, even if it's on a visceral level, even if they can't you really articulate it, even if it's on a visceral level, I think that they know that. You know what, Jay, though? I think I get what you're trying to say, Jay. And I kind of I want to agree with you. I can't, you know, there's got to be there's got to be this version's generation of grunge music, you know, somewhere, you know, what I'm saying of of that type of, you know, white pop, you know, mainstream expression that has nothing to do really with black black soul music at all, but it's very expressive. I agree with you. It has to be out there. And I I hear some of it on Spotify at times. Usually it's the acoustic type with a little bit more of a folk uh, influence to it. But to, to Arthur's point, mainstream wise, I would say that if you look at 2015, the biggest pop impact has been by artists who have dipped into that to that R&B well, so to speak.
0: I don't know, man. I mean, vulnerability aside, the music still just
3: doesn't really sound like R&B or soul to me, like really at all. I want to move forward to ask, why do we think this is happening right now? Because there's no
1: black artist to dominate. Mm. there's no take, but that's a conversation we've had take yeah we have i mean take justin bieber take that album pull justin bieber off of it put usher on it same music same song same everything is we, it a better no, album
2: no and it's, it's not as good album here's the problem black artists and we've i think we've touched on this before yeah. in 2015 2014 2000 whatever this era of black artists are caught up in tropes they're caught up in this is the way i'm supposed to be i present myself this chris brown is to me a, a the stunning example of this, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Of Presenting myself as the player, presenting myself as yeah. this. If we look at Bieber's album, here's a kid who, you know, whether it's true or false, has mm-hmm. come out and said, look, I'm trying to evolve myself as a human being and the old stuff, the music I was singing isn't expressing that the right way. So I need to go a different route. What does he tap into? Soul music. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Here's R&B. This is a way for me to reach another level of my expression. I don't think black artists to our, you know, Uh, It just, it it pains me so much, but I don't think that our crop of black artists with the exception of maybe Frank Ocean or a weekend or somebody at this point is willing to say, okay, I'm a cast off everything I'm supposed to be, you know, that my culture is telling me I need to, you know, do this or wear that or be seen here or date this chick or whatever. And I'm just going to be this, you know what I'm saying?
0: Well, I think, I think that does happen. I mean, I know it's on a much smaller scale, in terms yeah of, i'm really speaking about mainstream
2: because I, I think i know what you're going to say yeah, yeah okay
0: well i was going to mention someone like badu right so you know she's constantly evolving and constantly changing michelle and dago likewise etc constantly doing what's not expected of them sometimes you know sometimes there's detriment to financial sales but the other thing i wanted to ask was You said that a lot of pop artists get to a stage in their career where they are searching for a vehicle to give them a greater level of expression and R&B serves that. We've had a lot of examples of that happening, right? Go back all the way to George Michael, for example, or way, way even before that. Do we have any examples of those same type of artists staying with that format for the rest of their career or even a
3: long stretch? Mm. Any pop artist that, basically, I know. mean, I suppose Timberlake. For no, example, Robin Thicke may that, be the I closest suppose. one that comes to my mind, but I don't know if you look at Robin Thicke as a pop artist. Wait, okay, what's the question?
0: He's he's
2: saying basically, John is asking when the when the shit really gets tough, are they gonna stick with us?
0: Right, <laughs> that's, that's basically <laughs> that's exactly what he's right, right, like right. In, you know, in, in two Bieber albums times, yeah. in two Bieber albums times, when he decides, you know, when this album is, is he gonna, you know, a little like, bit or whatever, but. When he's not selling exactly what he wants to right. sell, right. we all know what's going to We all studio. know right. going to do.
2: Or is not Nile Rogers Or no, not Nile Rogers. uh What's what's the white group now? Disclosure is right, 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 right,
0: exactly. He's a white guy. That's one color, right? He's going for black music. That's another color. The only color that matters to a lot of these people, hence the genre they're in, is green, green right? right? Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I, I think that, man, in a, in a capitalist system, it's hard to say who is going to stick with us when we are constantly at the bottom of that capitalist system. You well, know, here's the, We we excel in music and sports. Right. You know what I'm saying? You get with us, um, adapt our culture for either one of those things. Um, you know, art, basically, you know, you can you can capitalize off that and sell. But when it hits the fan, I, I think Jahan is saying, are you going to be with us? And historically in this country, and, and in, I'm sure in Europe as well, uh no then you know nobody sticks i with think else. there's one in my mind
3: to answer your question i think i got one i'm thinking of one like i said i threw out uh robin Thicke, but i think he's not considered yeah, a pop artist yeah, he he's started a, out so. i think there's one person that may be able to stay there and that may be bruno mars but he's black enough though but that's a, but he's still a pop artist you know what i'm saying he's still he's, a pop artist he's what arthur <laughs> <laughs> he's a, he's the right shade are we gonna? Are we gonna have a Dave Chappelle draft to be here? that what we are gonna do. <laughs> Arthur like, said yo, he's
1: the black, black enough.
3: The black people are gonna take Bruno Mars. <laughs> <laughs> so we got. What about okay.
2: Miguel? Is Miguel black enough? Because he has beef with this issue. Is he, is he? black enough, Arthur? He says you are a spokesperson. But
3: he's a he's a soul artist though. He considers. No, I'm just I'm lighter. saying I in mean, general. I'm trying to see. You but know, his, case, but, his, but see, man, Miguel, somebody like I <laughs> like
1: Miguel. I mean, somebody like Miguel. I mean, to me, that's like you know the dream, or or you know Neo or somebody that don't necessarily, necessarily okay. gonna leave black music but they also may not necessarily okay, develop you their might be too. Let me, they may still ask you, talk about the same taking, stuff if
3: we're taking Bruno Mars who do we have to give up who are the <laughs> white folks getting who are they getting R. Kelly <laughs> oh!
2: <laughs> they don't want R. Kelly <laughs> not, not since I believe I can fly <laughs> not since I believe I can fly they don't even know who he is you'd be salesperson of the year That <laughs> that one oh man
3: No, but Jahan, I think he is, 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 well, you know, I don't want to take back what I said, but if there was an artist that is a mainstream, you know, considered pop artist that may stay with us, you know, uh, and not leave that foundation, I would think right off the top of my head, it would be Bruno Mars. That's the only one I could think of. Does
0: that not have more to do with the fact that he started out doing that? Right. But where you have an artist who... Adopts. Yeah.
3: But even yeah, with no, Robin Thicke, though,
0: I, I don't think Robin
3: Thicke can do any different kind right, of music. that's who he is. But to Isaac's point... That's what I'm saying. So he's not the right example. And I, I said it from the beginning. He's not the right example. Someone like George Michael started
0: with Wham!, one of the biggest pop boy bands of all time, and then he switched right. for his first solo effort when he wanted to be taken seriously and exactly what Isaac was talking about when he wanted to showcase that really personal yeah. adult expression. He went for faith. But then... After Faith, after its massive success, strangely enough, when he wanted to move up from arenas to stadiums, etc. I mean, you know, this is, all, this is all very wrong of me to suggest. But you just look at the style of music he did, it changed. Same with Sting.
3: Yeah, exact, exactly.
0: Now, Timberlake hasn't yet. Timberlake's still there. But that's
3: what I was about to say. Watch, he's going to be next.
1: I can see him leaving Timberland. So basically, basically, we need another Michael McDonald. We need to find. <laughs> we need to find somebody that's just gonna ride with us all Michael, the Michael way Michael don't out.
2: have any choice though because of his voice. You know what I'm saying? Michael, oh,
0: it's Michael like, <laughs> he's, got he's choice. He's stuck.
1: He
2: had
0: choice, <laughs> but it's not again. It's not the right example. I love the flavor of it, but it's the wrong example because even you know, even during Sweet Freedom and Yamo Be There Days, Mike was never Bruno Mars, George Michael, Justin Timberlake. No, he never was.
3: He never was. But here's my question. Let me ask this though. in the in the, in the, in the midst of this conversation, will Adele even ever hit that point where she does exactly what Jahan said other artists have done? She doesn't have to
2: because she's already found the perfect formula. Like I said, her voice brings that soulfulness. Her music is the pop, you know, soccer mom. So type you don't shit. think she don't have be to? A
3: point we, okay, hmm.
0: she doesn't put on a coat of blackness she might put like a, a scarf or like a sock <laughs> or something <No. laughs> right.
2: right it's no. underneath her you can't even see it right.
3: <laughs> <laughs> here's the, the reason I asked that is because I, I keep thinking of Madonna. Did that we watched Madonna kind of start off in, in black culture and dance culture? Then, when she got big yeah. and started doing a read, she started doing strictly pop music. Then, she got to a point she came back to baby And like, I want to be black, mm, you know. It. And I was that's and what then made she me want to, if Adele, and right, right, and Kanye. right? She started doing the black thing, and all of a sudden, now she goes but back see, to here's the how, here's how EDM Madonna, thing. Here's how
0: Madonna I'm is. not mad at Madonna at all, though
3: no I'm not mad at it I just said that's what made me ask about Adele like I could could I see Adele ever doing that I'm not mad at
0: Madonna at all because Madonna has no loyalty to anything mm-hmm. to anyone and <laughs> any sound right. she yeah, changes yeah, yeah, yeah. like you know her, she changes her underwear she changes her sound yes. it's, right. know, she becomes an completely your point, different person. and
2: to your point earlier I agree with John because she's done that from the beginning. You know what I'm saying? We've always known that she's the auteur. She's the... From day one. You have no idea what the next album is going to sound like. So right. she can do whatever she wants. Adele has a stock sound. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? She has... She's an industry. She's mm-hmm. a business, man, to quote uh, Jay-Z. So she's found... She's she's found that sweet spot. Yeah. Now, when she gets... I, I mean, Adele, dude, when she's 60 years old, she's going to be selling out arena and singing these same songs. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? She's... She's not going to, I don't ever see her changing. And um, she doesn't have to. Just a quick side note, and you know, the top, just shout out to the the women of this era right now because the top pop stars that we've talked about for the last several years have all been women. Yes. you look at, you know, the sales of Beaver and these other cats don't -hmm. compare Mm -hmm. to Adele's. That's what I was about to say.
3: How can we not mention, when is her album dropping? Rihanna.
2: God only knows. But now that we're talking
3: about who can follow up, who's going to follow up Adele, how big is her drop going to be? She may
2: be waiting. You know what I'm saying? Because she, may, she, because she will get swallowed by Adele. Yeah, think so? <laughs> yeah oh, she yeah. will get swallowed I she by she yeah, I would yeah. think the exact but, opposite.
1: But, but if there's a clear enough lane, you know, after the what the, the afterburn then, and, yeah, I don't, and Rihanna I don't drops, you know, spring, late winter,
2: she's, she's good. I think she needs a little bit of, she needs, because Beyonce to me, and this contradicts what I predicted, I predicted that Rihanna would be bigger at this point than Beyonce. I was completely wrong. This is before Beyonce's last album that I said that. Um, if you look at where Beyonce is right now, she can put something out and not get swallowed by the Adele machine. I don't see Rihanna dropping something in 2015. I see her waiting until spring, probably in 2016. Strictly because of Adele. Adele, and this has been Adele's year. This is Adele's time now. talking right now. It's, 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 right it's, been now, so it's Taylor like, Swift year. You know, mm-hmm. what I'm saying it's like it's, it's, yeah, been, uh, it's like after the Grammys, Gomez, it's been like yo, let me chill for a minute. Uh-huh. You know, what I'm saying and make sure I get my space and my time because uh, I don't, I just don't see her surviving the Adele assault right now. It's it's all about Adele right now. But shout out, but again, shout out to the women. I mean, it's no, it's, no, it's unbelievable it. that it's all women right now. The other side of this that's interesting to me is that at this point in time, where is R&B music? You know what I'm saying? It's like we're,
3: ask, we're looking at
2: this happening during a time when R&B music in and of itself, by itself, has been on a law for, you know, years now. You know, so it's interesting that you see Bieber, you know, for example, who is arguably the biggest male, you know, pop star, you know, of his genera of, of the current generation, the current era. You, it's, it's interesting you see him reaching back into a 90s, late you know late 80s even,
0: you know brand of,
2: of R&B music on this new album. To, when you say
0: it's late 80s, I mean, dude, really, brand of R&B? you're telling me this is like flight time. Late what, 80s R&B, that's flight time, La Face. Is that what you're telling me this is? I'll tell you the same
2: thing I told Arthur before the show. There's four or five, I'm not telling you the whole album because it isn't, you know what I'm saying? Okay. But there's four or five really good songs on here that to me could have been sung by new edition or ralph solo album or whatever you know in the late 80s no pressure yeah i mean it's (laughs) and it's like these are i'm not putting them up there with you know can you stand the rain or anything i'm not you know i'm not putting them up there that level about the sound i'm just saying the sound is like
0: no pun but i just can't believe it so you're saying sound-wise, it could be like Michael Jeffries or Howard Johnson, or,
2: right? That's what I'm saying the sound he's reaching for. I'm like, whoa! Why would you go back to you know that at this point in time? But it
3: goes to your point. He, he this is make a break point in his career music, yeah, here. yeah. Because he's never really put out anything of any substance ever, and he's just been popping. He's he, never had a huge. He's I don't never think had he's a, had a hit. top ten hit. No, he's a baby, baby. The first song, baby, was maybe the first one. And after that, he's been famous just for being famous. That's it. So he, but at this point, people. He knew his career was on the line. He had to do something musically to be accepted. So, like you said earlier, when that time when you reach that tipping point in your career, you're a white artist, where's my saving grace? Mm-hmm.
2: And to John and to John's <laughs> point, like yeah, I got, I got, ga-
3: I got to get back to the soul music to find something because that's what's going to save me. Right. And he
2: grew up to us, to a, you know, to the authentic point of this conversation. He grew up listening to these type of artists. This is who he wanted. This is who he admired. You right. Know? So when you listen to, um, I'll show you. And it's that, you know, you hear that R&B vibe to it,
1: which is interesting is produced by co-produced by Skrillex.
2: Right. Exactly. Right. And I don't think that he's smart enough to the whole album does not sound like that. You know what I'm saying? He has the the whatever you the, the current hit. What do you mean? You know what I'm saying? It's like and then sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Those they don't sound like that. So mm-hmm. he's got that little variety. But really, the album is kind of the weight of that album is really dominated by that. I'll show you no pressure, that type of R&B. Mm. But to Jay, to your early point, if you know, this album from Beaver, his next album, is it going to have the same type of R&B influence? I doubt it. I can't say it will or it won't, but I don't see him sticking with this throughout his career. Did Justin, you know, Justin Timberlake, you know, as he he got to me the album after um, Future Sex Love Songs. Mm -hmm. Was still R and B. He's always going to have some R and B. He's too. Because he's too. He's, he's too. Doing, influ- yeah. Right. He's too. He's too influenced. But, but it was much more pop than Future Sex Love Songs was. You know what I'm saying? Was, yeah. Yeah. He yeah, started yeah. to gravitate away from that to his detriment, in my opinion.
0: I don't agree with that.
2: That's right. Because you like that album better than Future Sex Love Songs.
0: Yeah. To me, it's way blacker than Future Sex Love Songs. But anyway, I don't really know how we can hold a lot of the positions that we have. I, I think there is a huge subjective taste element here. That, of course black music appeals to us more so we're going to sort of we're going to feel that it's better than this or it's better than that but I'm sure that there are you know I know that there are hundreds of thousands of people out there for whom U2 in 2015 or Coldplay Mm -hmm. in 2015 strikes a really raw emotional chord with their music you know it's very I've heard people describe as very euphoric very joyous the songwriting there is such a clearly resonates a huge amount of people on a deep uh, emotional level I've got no idea how vulnerable it is I don't listen to it but definitely there is a that you know something about the music connects with them on a deeper level than just the beat or the melody or the video well, true but even Which you too,
1: you you is not above for dipping down into the blues you know and coming out with what was the name of that song the love song um Still haven't found what I'm. Well, looking for. Well, that's old, old. But I'm saying what they did for the movie, for the Mandela movie,
0: Ordinary right. Love. But it's not. It's certainly not a characteristic of theirs. That's a drop in the ocean of their catalog. Their catalog, undeniably, for the most part, is white rock music.
3: You know what I mean true. Right, but we're not talking about U2. Right? We're talking about right now music, right now. And you Coldplay did. But they are music
0: right now, aren't they? U2 is the biggest band in the world. No, but I'm saying they're they're like. But they're not in the yeah, pop not,
3: conversation right, that we're talking, the, right uh, we're talking about right now. We're talking about.
0: Yeah. but well, well I thought I thought we defined the pop conversation as sales now you two will be selling but current, as much current as current
3: sales I think we were speaking we about contemporary artists no no no
0: current sales I I don't know are they not in the same conversation sales wise today I think they are as Rihanna as Beyonce if you consider Adele. being
3: forced to buy this shit <laughs> I, some, I <laughs> knew like, somebody going if <laughs> <laughs> if you're saying be forced to, you know, look at your phone and it's on there and that's a sale. Yeah. Hell yeah.
2: <laughs> I knew somebody's going to bring it up. But I'm, I'm just but saying, Jay, look, but Jay, we're are, talking about, do they not, but Jay, the topic was they released albums at the same level. Jay, the topic was, you know, pop music, R&B elements
3: in 2015. So right. I think we were really,
2: we were looking, we are really looking at stuff that was dropped this year and seeing all the stuff we mentioned was
3: all part the artists, all the singles we mentioned. Everything was dropped
0: this year. Yeah. Pardon
3: me. Okay. Okay. I hear you, Donald Trump. I hear you (laughs) over there.
1: All right. Moving right along. 2015 is almost done. So we want to uh, take a moment and do a review, uh, our own little review of the year by listing our own eight track, our own eight track tape of the best eight songs that we
3: personally liked from 2015. Now keep in mind, Isaac said we never do list on this show, so this is this is not. I know, said that. Yeah, you, yeah. These you, are. You. This is.
1: Yeah,
0: and then and then and then he's the one who suggested the damn list.
3: Right. So
1: uh, you know, for my part, it's unranked. It's just eight, song, just, just
3: eight songs. Just eight songs. It's like a true eight track. Remember, yeah, you used to eight track. An eight right, track right, it right. just jump around.
2: That's so it. it's like this ain't even no right. order. Just 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 eight yeah, jams. Eight track
3: of the year. That's basically just we, the eight songs that we basically feel. Is, is are we talking best or favorite or a combination of the both? Favorite. Favorite. Okay, got it.
1: I mean, the songs you feel are hot. But,
3: (laughs) 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 nice choice of words. (laughs) All right, um, I'll go first. Yeah. Hey, I want to, can I do an over and under on this? Dude, we know you have like 12, 25 tracks. No, 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 no. Scoops 8 track has 25 songs on it. No, (laughs) no. I'm just saying the over and under. How many songs are we going to know on Jahan's (laughs) (laughs) trackers? I say we know one.
2: I say we know one. I, I say we know I say we know four. I give I, I say four.
0: I say one. Oh you'll be you'll be very lucky. You'll be what very you? lucky. On Jahan's list, how many songs do you want to know? Six. So, oh. Whoa. Okay. okay all right. Yeah, I don't I don't think he's gonna get uh, it. okay, go ahead, Arturo.
1: Okay, so my eight. Them changes by Thundercat. Uh Toy Soldiers by Ben Williams. Ben Williams is a uh uh bassist, love it. Uh, jazz artist. Mm-hmm. Love it.
3: Love my love
1: Kamasi it. track. My Kamasi track is "Ask Him," which is the second song off of the best release of 2015, "The Epic." Oh man, nobody jump back at me. No. Okay, next song: "Don't Want to Fight" by Alabama Shakes. Like that song. "Pedestal" by Van Hunt. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, a song by uh, uh, that's on Orrin Evans's new album cool. called "Is Beatdown Time." And <laughs> the- Mm-hmm. That's what it's called. Hey, look, but this Orrin mm-hmm. Evans album is very good. Orrin Evans is on piano. No, I dig it. I dig Christian it. Christian McBride is on bass. Oh. I dig and, it. And um, uh, Kareem Riggins on drums. Mm. Breathing underwater by Hiatus Coyote. Ah yeah. Ah, you bastard <laughs> <laughs> And my eight is Star by Gary Clark Jr.
3: Wow. Gary Clark. Look at that. All right.
1: I'm not mad at that
2: list. No, I'm not mad at list.
3: I'm mad I haven't heard
2: uh, that that one album, but I'm not mad at that list. All
3: right, scoop. My list is eight slash nine. Yep. Bonus track. Bonus track. Well, it's not really bonus. I I, I didn't separate two songs, and um, that is um, the black of the berry and how much a dollar cost. You know, it's hard to separate. So Those, you got them. Uh, I can so take you it. got them as two as one I, I song. I got them as one okay. song. I, I got them as one song. So that's a uh, one song by uh called Stay High, which is a remix. But it it's run by uh Hippie Sabotage, the remix, Stay High. Um Hold Up Wait a Minute by Antonique Smith. If y'all are not familiar with who she is, she played Faith Evans in the notorious movie. She's a very she's a Broadway singer that's amazing, and she has this song called "A uh, Hold Up Wait a Minute that I love. Uh, another remix of a song called vulnerable and it's by uh and goldfinger Mm. really smooth really smooth love that Uh, hello by adele strictly based on the fact that um there was a lot of pressure on her to come with something big and she i thought she met that challenge and i still like Mm -hmm. the song so just because that's to me you're set up to she was set up set up to fail it's like everything could have gone wrong and for her to come back with the pressure she had on it for that just single, and like with
1: that song, it's not up tempo. No, it's just
3: that was doubt. I just like damn heavy, heavy ballad. Yeah, heavy ballad, and, and a to non- nail it, and to nail it with the pressure on you to come through and mm-hmm. everybody waiting. You know, D'Angelo should have come like that, but that's all another story. Mm. Mm. Um. Wow. A song Gosh. from 2014 that I just got hip to 2015. <laughs> ah, there You're it is. That's rules. it. <laughs> uh, wait. Changing the rules. Huh? Changing the rules. Well wait, but but I didn't I just heard about it. I just heard it. Do you know how many songs I've just
0: heard this year? <laughs> right. but well I could tell you that I just heard of I just heard this jazz record from like 1942 or something like,
3: <laughs> Okay. All right, I'll scratch I'll scratch it off the list then. No, go ahead. That's no, no, you No, no, Do you no, no, please? no. That's crazy. No, no, I need that's to you hear, hear it. Now. I, I didn't know. I did See, now what I should have done and what I'm going to start doing, I ain't going to say shit. <laughs> you know, And worry about it later. See, I'm trying to be upfront and honest, you know, and I'm like, you no, know, please, I, I get this please, backlash. Yes. Cause I'm like, hey, I, I didn't know until when I heard this song. Like, this is one of the dopest songs I've heard all year. It's a, a song called Come With Me Now by a South African group called The Congos.
0: Okay. So it's kinda like awesome. a rock okay. song. I don't know them.
3: Right. And I just heard it this year. It, matter of fact, it just got released now. Here's the technicality. Came out twenty fourteen, just got released in America this year. All okay, right. all right. Technical all right. I'll allow it. Technicality. I'll allow it. All right. asterisk. <laughs> Snob bastard. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Talking Body by Tovlo. And then One Shot, One Kill by Dre, John Connor, and Snoop. Damn. We, I should have went over and under on your list. Right, yeah. Yeah, because y'all don't know any. Congos. Track. I'm like, so who? So th- this is what I'll do. I'll, I'll take Congos out since it came out in 2014. I will take that out. And I will put, because
0: um, I have- You know you that, the Kendrick track is still two tracks, right? Even though you counted yeah, as one, I still, one. Counted it still one. two so tracks. I'm, yeah,
3: if, if you want to do that, we can leave it at that. But No, no,
0: go on. Tell us. If you've got another one to go, tell us.
3: Song called Jay-Z by a group from Chicago by Goodbye, uh, Goodbye Tomorrow. Never
0: heard. What's it, why is the song called Jay-Z? Yeah, what is it? Explain.
3: Uh, because the women of giving dude so much love that he makes him feel like he's Jay-Z.
2: <laughs> Clever.
3: Yeah, it's kind of, it's, it's basically, their wow. Chicago's version, more urban version of um, Ryan Lewis and uh, Macklemore. Macklemore, yeah. Okay. So it's that like, ah, right, you're making me feel like Jay-Z. But it's kind of, it's lyrically it's dope, musically is dope. All
2: right, I'll go because I think John should probably go last. Um,
3: well, I, I don't think so. I think mine will just be pin drop sideways.
0: Okay, you go then. All right. All right. All right. All right. Okay, so my first track, this hasn't been released yet. See,
3: now where the fucking <laughs> rule? Where, where the rule committee on this ass? Where the rule committee on this? Come on. And, and I called it before it happened. <laughs> I I called it before it happened. I told you. Oh. Come on, rules committee. Hold
2: on. <laughs> so it's Classic. not even done in 2015. Classic. All y'all, those fit both of y'all to a T. Oh my god. John, is no, this I, is this going? Wait, is, is
0: it going to be released in 2015? Yes, that's correct. By the time this show airs, it will have been released
3: no it don't count the same way <laughs> i had to drop out congos it gotta well, go of course it does no of it, course it does Unless look mr muslim calendar <laughs> <laughs> if mine doesn't go yours doesn't go that's the way it is well i'm gonna say it anyway oh man
2: isaac is the martha Stewart of this he has to that, you know what i'm 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 for both of y'all doing what y'all do and that you starting out with nine and him starting out with some shit that hasn't even been released that's that's y'all so go ahead go
0: ahead jay but give right, us the
2: unrelease, hopefully soon to be released, 2015 track.
0: Okay, so my number one choice is a track by a young man called Zach. Z-A-C. And the track is called Anna. Uh, his album, I think it's coming out this coming week, is a young guy. He produced, arranged, composed, and performed everything on it. It's real naked funk, like a kind of 1983 type vibe. Very, very similar to the time type sort of style of production, but somehow with a more contemporary feel to it. Way better than like Ready for the World, Exotic Storm, all that kind of stuff. Anybody who likes that kind of 83, 84 Prince time stuff, I really recommend it. Track 2 would have been Breathing Underwater by Hiatus Coyote, but Arthur grabbed that, so I will say Building a Ladder, Hiatus Coyote. Beautiful song, beautiful build, love the changes it goes through as usual. If anything, sometimes I wish they would drag out one of their grooves a little longer. But I love what they do. Uh, track three on my list is Otis Brown the Third, "You're Still the One," which features Gretchen Parlato. Um, subtle and sublime as hell. Again, they just sort of vamp out at the end, and Gretchen's kind of like whisper becomes almost like an instrument to me, um, just harmonizing with the instrument. Gretchen,
2: come back to us if you're listening, please. <laughs>
0: Uh, track four is DJ Harrison, River Native. Now DJ Harrison's a producer, multi instrumentalist. Yep. He's with the group Butcher Brown, but he does a lot of these uh bandcamp albums mm-hmm. on his own. It's kinda like beat tapes and I think they're they're all exemplary to me, all have this so this track, just like every other track he does, has a standard kind of tape deck funk vibe. Literally I could have chosen any track from this joint or for any of the other albums he's released this year, including the ones with Butcher Brown. Track five, Floating Points, and the track is Silhouettes One, Two, and Three. So, Floating Points is a London producer and a PhD student. Interestingly enough, very, very soulful, dark, atmospheric house vibe to this tune. It's got real dope build throughout the track. It's kind of like it's kind of like Radiohead meets Yann Hammer meets Cinematic Orchestra. Um, number six, I have Kendrick Lamar For Sale Interlude. I love the Sly Stone rhythmic feel. Of the song, I love the breaths, the backgrounds, most of all the keys. Just, just gorgeous, absolutely gorgeous. At number seven, we have Kazal Organism, and the track is called Kazal Plays Glasper Melody. Uh, It's a real dope, rough, and raw interpretation of uh, Robert Glasper's Afro Blue and Let It Ride. It's got like a Latin hip hop vibe to it. Just insane to me. He's playing all the instruments, um, singing all the parts. His singing is. It's different, but uh, I really, really dig it. Um, And track eight, the final track on my list, is On My Mind by Dornick. So Dornick is the London uh, drummer for Jesse Ware, and he released an album this year, which has got a real kind of a nice, like, mid-80s kind of vibe to it. To me, this is like what Pharrell tries to do, but doesn't succeed at doing. It's um, infectious dance R&B. It's like real miami la kind of feel i i I think of basic when i listen to it i think of michael jackson if mike was doing coke and champagne and waking (laughs) up by the pool after a hard night with a couple of thousand dollar hookers on the sun chair next to him (laughs) wow that's the kind of vibe to me wow so yeah that's my list boom
2: it's it's interesting though going back to the kendrick track the interlude this is your favorite track of 2015, so it's, it's safe to say that your favorite track off of your favorite album, maybe your favorite hip hop album of all time, is an interlude.
0: Absolutely, but it's not. The length of the track isn't so uh, relevant to me. It's. I think the musicianship on it is beautiful, and the way they've composed it and put it together is is gorgeous. I would have loved it if it were longer, but mm-hmm. but it is mm-hmm. what it is.
3: Can we get a drum roll for the perfect list cuz this is going to be the, this perfect, thing ain't gonna be the perfect list. This, this is going to be perfect. This is the most There's going to be nothing list. wrong with this list. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Number 1, uh wonderful, Leanne Le Havis, off of her blood album. Okay. I actually wish that her whole album sounded like this song. I think that she she is an artist to me and we we can talk about this another time and I think me, me and Arthur have discussed this at length. She's an artist who's Arthur still trying to find her lane. <laughs> Arthur and I have discussed it. It's got to be perfect list. I'm sorry.
3: I'm, I'm trying to help you out. <laughs>
2: um, have discussed this. I think she's still trying to find her lane. I think this song is her lane, although it's not a song that's going to garner her the type of um, recognition or sales, you know, saying that she's that her that her record company obviously want her to get. Um, but I love this. It's a beautiful, beautiful song. Um, pray, number two, pray for love. Travis Scott um, guest star on the weekend. This song, I think if Jahan and I ever uh, follow through on our plans to reboot Miami Vice, this is the song that you would hear playing when Crockett and Tubbs are rolling into a drug dealer's mansion late at night with like a lot of neon on the white, you know, stucco walls and stuff. This song is especially the the first um, 20 or 30 seconds of this song. Um, Yeah, Pray For Love, Travis Scott and The Weeknd. Um, Number three, uh, one of my favorite album releases this year was The Weeknd's album. Um, and my favorite song off that album is "As You Are." Um, really, ki- kind of, um, it's the most to me. Even though uh, I can't feel my face, gets the the hype as being the most Michael Jackson of all his Michael Jackson type imitations. This song, "As You Are," to me, is the uh, the most Michael Jackson of his music, uh, the most Michael Jackson influenced of his son, of his songs. Uh, number four is "Girl," um, the Internet, um, mm. very nothing nothing where we thought they would go after uh feel good but this song right here is a highlight off of that album to me uh number 5 two seater tyler the creator um big fan of cherry bomb but this song i really love it's, it's it switches up in the middle and gets even better um starts out excellent gets even better in the middle when they go through the change um which a couple a couple tracks in that album do that uh number what was that that's number 6 um your love, Chicago's own Mick Jenkins. Mick. Um, off of his what was it, his waves. I think mm-hmm. it was, yeah, because waters and waves. Um, and I could have picked. I could probably pick about picked three a, or four, four songs, songs off that, of that, that album. album. Mm-hmm. Um, which interesting enough, I think he's billing that not as a full album release, but no, it's it's kind of like an EP. EP release. Yep. Right, but mm-hmm. it's like it's eight, eight, nine eight, tracks, eight nine tracks. Eight nine tracks. You know, mm-hmm. um, a, a banger. So yeah. it's, it's interesting that he's not billing that as a as an album. Um, yeah.
3: Have you seen his show?
2: No, I think Paris went to go see him. I think yeah, met him at one of the shows. He gets um, and Had a lot of good things. Yeah, he's, he's
3: really, we talked about earlier, about Justin growing as an artist. Mm-hmm. Vic is yeah, really, yeah, yeah, he's grown. From three years into three years, he's really grown. Mm-hmm. Probably more than uh, Vic and Chance, mm-hmm. if you ask me. He's really grown.
2: Yeah, and has a whole lot of layers to his music. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah so shout out Southside, Chicago, Mick Jenkins. Um, number seven, uh, no pressure. Justin Bieber song we talked about earlier in the, in, in the topic. Um, I told, like I said, I told Arthur this is a song That I could hear Ralph Tresvant singing in '89, '90, '91. Probably more so '91 than '89. Um, very type, you know, it's, it's an R&B cut. You know, what I'm it's an R&B cut. There's there's songs on Justin's album that sound like pop music influenced by R&B, and then there's songs that sound like R&B influenced by pop. This is out. This is a song that's R&B influenced by pop. Um, and number eight, Prisoner, uh, Jordan Bratton. Jordan is a kid. He released an album. I don't know if it was billed as an album or a mixtape. Um, man, this, uh, I, the first album, he. His, I think it was his second album, because the first yeah, one was a mixtape. Right. The second album was Bananas, you know what I'm saying? And didn't get any love. You know, very underrated. This song, Prisoner, came out maybe, and it has Chance on it. Chance guest stars on it. It came out maybe six months ago, maybe maybe four or five months ago, and I was I heard I said okay this is gonna be the song that breaks him through. This is gonna be the radio track. Right. This is gonna be the song that gets him attention, and he's gonna follow it up with a great album. Happen. Nothing happened. I don't know what the problem is. I don't know if it's a record company issue. I don't know if it's you know I'm not sure what it is. But this why song you, is a banger.
3: Why don't you think somebody like just picked it up or why didn't I don't, resonate? Because you know in this day and age you don't need anybody. You don't need a program director. To, you know it for as much it, it can as, be picked up. Right. As much anyway. love
2: those we give to viral stuff. Wow. It's just as easy for something to fall through the cracks. You know what I'm saying? It's like for you know we always assume that great things will be become viral. You mm-hmm. know, we don't need record, we don't need radio anymore. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? We just need somebody to hear it online and to tweet about it. Um like how Arthur or how uh, Jahan came up on this this kid Zach mm-hmm. So many times it just doesn't happen. This is a, a banger. No, I this get is, it is, but this but is but a radio friendly yeah, mainstream banger think, right, track right. that made no impact. You know, and uh, I'm not sure what the problem is, but Jordan is a kid who's, I think he may, I think he's in his early 20s, if that, right now. He's very, very talented yeah, songwriter.
3: Yeah. You know what I'm saying I haven't he's, heard this, but I heard his previous stuff. He's he's pretty dope.
2: Yeah, and these songs have, you know, this is pop music writing, pop R and B writing that has some depth to it. You know, mm-hmm. it's not just fluffy material. Um, Prisoner, I think is is the the sole focus about a you know a girl who's living a lifestyle that's not hers. Kind of like Highline Bling. Mm-hmm. You know, living a lifestyle that's not really reflective of who she is as a Mm -hmm. person Mm -hmm. and so she's basically a prisoner in her in her own world um but it's a banger and chance chance comes through with a great 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 verse on it that's my list
1: all right right. round table snapstradamus snapstradamus around the table the one thing we predict will happen
0: musically in 2016 Can we give some background as to why we're calling this Snobster I I know the
1: background, but Jahan, you say it better.
0: Well, every time we do a show, we feel something happens in the art or in public that underlines exactly what we're talking about, like almost every single time. So one of us will always sort of email the others like Snobster strikes again and we'll provide the link to what and it'll literally be something like 18 hours later, you mean like the complex article about Kendrick exactly. and why people like, like that. Exactly. why people like, like that. <laughs> to pimp a butterfly? Exactly like that. Drop so, two you days know, someone, after our. Re- so someone will hear our show and then we'll go and use our show for no no I don't know it could be just no hey ho
2: conspiracy theory though do you really think there may be the possibility that people are drafting off of us?
0: I feel that God may be drafting off of us <laughs> <laughs> with reality. <laughs> and life but no i also <laughs> so figured, let's yeah. skip complex and rolling stone we'll just go straight, <laughs> go to, go straight to the top <laughs> uh, no i feel i feel so yeah absolutely why why did that complex article come out months and months after we know why kendrick episode it months after we taped it because i was too busy to <laughs> i was about to say we, we really don't know we don't know what that
2: happened. why we, we, only, we, only we that. have no
0: idea why that took so long <laughs> we do not know <laughs> But what's Complex's excuse? Why did that drop like, you know, 48 hours after we dropped our episode? Well, to be fair, I mean, they had months.
3: Or maybe he works for Complex and couldn't put the show out. Cause he was doing Complex. <laughs> <show>. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. I would, <laughs> there you I, go.
0: I did not write that. I would never have written that.
2: There it is. I would never have written that. Mm. Let's be honest. There's the, people do listen to us. So there's the possibility that we may influence, you know what I'm saying, some people to go out. But
0: it's weird, it's like every time. So can I go first? Please do. Yeah. Actually, I want to go first because I'm pretty sure one of you are going to choose what I'm going to choose. So I want to get it out quick. I predict that in 2016, one thing will happen. And that one thing that will happen is Jay Electronica will not release an album. Yep. (laughs) That's the
2: safest Stops Dramas pick of all time, though.
3: (laughs) See? And that's what's funny. I knew he was going to say that. Mm. Well, I didn't know he was going to say that. But when you hear mine, you'll understand why I knew he was going to go there.
0: Let me tell you why. My theory is that much like Bernie Sanders, for example, or in the United Kingdom, Jeremy Corbyn. My theory is that Jay Electronica wants to be in a political context in opposition. Mm. He wants the expectation. He wants the Mm -hmm. hype. He wants the excitement and the the kind of bated breath feel. I don't think he wants to lose that and once you drop an album whatever happens it will die down
2: what do you but why do you think uh, what are you basing that on and why do you
0: think he feels that way well chief amongst the reasons is the fact that he hasn't released an album (laughs) other than that (laughs) i'm saying why (laughs) and how many years has it been now yeah
2: yeah but why do you feel like he wants to maintain that position of 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 anticipation
0: well firstly no product comes out and i think that's a good enough reason secondly he seems to really love baiting the public. You know, only five people have heard my album. I've turned my album in. It's finished. It's ready, etc. But the thing never gets released. I'm sure he believes what he does. And I'm sure he's got complete confidence behind whatever he's doing. But, you know, right now he almost has like a respected outsider status. Something about it to me tells me that he loves the mystery. He's a, He seems like a mysterious guy. He seems to just envelope himself in that mystery and mystique which i think is a very cool very very good thing he's clearly very very talented all of those great combinations to create a fantastic artist provided that he releases something did all this start when he moved to london jay i think he'd already had a window by that period you know within which he could have easily recorded and released an album i mean i'm not saying record and release something in a week i'm a huge supporter and fan and taking your time and sitting with it and take years that's cool but
3: but in doing it right is diff- as opposed to not yeah, doing it at exactly. all exactly
0: <laughs> but but also he's he's not necessarily the kind of artist that maybe needs to take years he's so far so far just judging by the product that he has put out it's beat driven hip-hop sample driven beat driven hip-hop and you know just blaze i think has has said in veiled ways that yeah i would give him 10 15 beats today and he could get on them today yeah he doesn't he
2: doesn't need a he doesn't need a kendrick type or you know evolution
0: yeah but maybe that's what he wants to do now and that takes a lot longer so we've got to be more patient
3: okay can i jump in and give my please please can i please please i predict my 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 snobstradamus is the direct do of that the diametric opposite. Okay. That J. Electronica will put out an album that will be Illmatic with the same format as it. He'll do nine songs with nine producers and put out a classic and then period, It will happen. Mm. The
0: exact opposite here. Oh, shit. That's, that's absolutely what he should do. Just like he said. We have D.O. He's going to write. That's we why I knew it. he was
3: going to say something I say because I'm thinking the exact opposite I'm thinking because well, I love it because of
0: Kendrick I, I love it
3: because now Kendrick has come out and put out something that he himself probably feels he should have done
0: mm-hmm.
3: he has to do something big I love
0: that scoop I hope I hope you're right
3: right and I think just blaze he's gonna get the just blazes the the those nine producers like the Pete rocks and the large professors they're gonna all get he gonna do nine tracks they're gonna hand deliver tracks to him he's going to do Illmatic in 2016 is going to happen? I mean,
0: provided that we're all agreeing that Illmatic 2016 producers 2016 would be would be good choices. I yeah, I mean that would be fantastic. I would I would. But love I think that. he's
3: going to get those producers to get. Look, he's going to handpick nine producers to give him those songs. They're gonna do it, no, knock it. it out. I, I and it's only, it. it's not it. gonna be. It's not gonna be 17, 18. It's gonna be. Yeah, I'm,
2: I'm more caught up in outside of the the actual um, structure that you're laying out. I'm just more caught up in the fact you're saying he's not only is he gonna drop an album in 2016, it's gonna be a classic.
3: It's gonna be, because yeah, it, it has to be because Kendrick has put the pressure on him. Mm. We've been, we've been, we've been talking about Jay doing what Kendrick did this year for five yeah, years. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we agree
2: with that. He got. The,
3: now, yeah, he got, Now that it's there, he has to do something or he's gonna be irrelevant. And I like what I love what Jahan is saying because he's right. He like he, I think he likes being mysterious and likes doing this that and the other. But I also think as an artist, he loves the fact that he's been relevant and we're still cats like us are still talking about him. And with Kendrick being around and doing this, he could become irrelevant very quick. So he has to do something. I think that pressure is going to force him to do that.
0: Yeah, I mean, I love that we think so similarly in a way and you know uh, so differently at the same time. But I share your rationale exactly, and I think that that makes it even less likely that he's going to release I get something. You. Because when one of your competitors or one of your one of the people in your lane, when they release something that's really, really fantastic, you can have two reactions. It can be incredibly inspiring, which is what you're suggesting. It can also be quite numbing. It can also be quite frightening in terms of we need to go back to the drawing board. I need to regroup. He may have been one day away from releasing his album when Kendrick dropped. One of the things that Kendrick has done is he's raised the benchmark for people like Jay Electronica. We talked a little bit about ASAP Rocky in our Kendrick conversation i think jay is the type of artist if he were to release something that would we would see that inspiration in his music that he would reach higher that he would take that benchmark of inspiration and i'm sure deliver something incredible
3: right but i think with choosing the producers i think that i think it's let's get in a cocoon maybe scrap everything we were doing but it won't be him alone on this island as it probably was before. I think he's going to do, like you said, with Just Blaze, like, I can give him 50-something. No, Just, I need your best. So-and-so, I need your best. I need your best because it's going to be... De- I get that.
0: I get that. But I don't think, after the release of Exhibit C, definitely, possibly even Exhibit A, but definitely Exhibit C, I don't think he was ever alone on an island. He came out of the box. Yeah, he was with the Eric chosen at that support, point. With Giles right. Peterson's support with just Blaze's support. He hadn't released anything, not one official track. He'd only ever like I get that. leaked stuff on the end of, but No, hang on. And he had an entire show with Giles Peterson. Who does that? It's, he's had such support from the very, very beginning. He's not a struggling, nameless MC. He's, he's had the biggest support behind him. I mean, I see what you're saying. He, you know, he has that beautiful, mysterious outsider type vibe, but you know, Nas hit me up on the phone. Tip hit me up with a tweet. Did he send a text every hour on the dot. You know.
3: I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that the bar has been set. And the pressure for him to come out with something has all been on him. Not on the other artists or the producers that have worked with him. They're like, look, anything you need, we got you. But he's t- taking in that pressure on himself to come up with it. I think now he's like, look, I want one thing. Yes, we've worked together, but now we've been raised. We just can't collaborate. We have to collaborate on greatness. I need your best. But do you not think
0: that he may now feel it's too big a risk for him to release an album.
3: No, because the people that are going to be with him, like, we see what you're talking about, yeah, let's drop this.
0: And see, that's that's the point where I kind of, I
2: differ from your argument a little bit, Scoop, because I think that I wonder at this point, to John's point, I think after Exhibit C, I can see him going to those producers and saying that, and they'd be all in with him. I'm wondering if now, are they going to be in with him right now? Because a lot of these producers I do. I can see them saying we've been we've been handing you these great tracks, we've been waiting for this, blah, blah, blah. If he comes to them now, I can't see them being like all in with him anymore. You know what I'm saying? It's kinda like it's almost like, is it too late? Because and the one thing about Illmatic, you had all these producers believing in Nas. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like this kid, he had all those different producers, but it was Nas's album throughout. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? He drove that narrative. I don't see Jay, and that's the question I have. If you look at, you know, his earlier stuff there was a narrative being drawn through those songs I wonder now if he has that narrative anymore I I wonder if he has that I wonder if he has that that ability to tell that story through with all these different producers and I just I I don't know and we have nothing to judge it on because he can't release shit right (laughs) my, my thing
3: is that knowing everything that we all know I think this is the moment where he's like look either I do this now I have to do this now not can I do it now I have to do this now
2: I will say that there. if he's urgency. going to do it, it has that, to be now. That's what I'm saying. If he yeah, doesn't do it in 2016, I don't that. see it happening, period. But
3: I think he's at this sense of urgency. I have to do this now for me to have any semblance of relevance but ever J- in this game. To, but to John's point, is he scared? He may be. We don't know. I don't know. I mean, he's so talented. I hope he doesn't feel that way. To me, he's been scared before. I've said this on the show. I think the whole thing has been fear. But I think now that the bar has been dropped. His fear is overwritten by his fear of not being relevant.
0: That's why I dropped the the politician example because when you're the opposition party, when you're running and you don't, you know, you really don't think you've got a realistic a chance, chance of in winning, in there. You, you'll say you could say anything. You can, you can. I don't have can, to
2: hold up none of
3: these right, promises. but at the same I'm time, not Jahan, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not putting a hole in your 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 uh, uh, political analogy here. I'm just saying that the politicians you're talking about, Bernie Sanders or whoever, they don't have the same expectations. They come into the game for basically unknown outside of the yeah, outside point. of what they're fair covering. Point. Jay yeah. has expectations yeah, that point. changes the whole does dynamic. He,
2: does he still have those expectations? Because I
3: think, I, I think guys like us are talking about him. Yes, there is there. He doesn't. To I me think it's, it's a
0: smaller group. but okay, he's, yeah, he's yeah. It's what yeah, yeah, is, but he's still there. Yeah, it's still To me, he's a diehard. He has a. He has a definitely a diehard contingent. You know, and I wish, of which I may be one of them. I get, but it's still
3: there. And and you know, his his expectations or what he feels. Our expectations are greater than probably what they are. He probably thinks the world is waiting on shit when it may, maybe be a hundred thousand people. But there are expectations there. <laughs> so he thinks, he thinks mm-hmm. the world is waiting on him. <laughs> right. And I mean, he and I think he, he, like, would, he would need Jay to push me. it. He probably feels that way. You know, what so he probably does. He may,
0: he may do. Yeah. Yeah. you he, have that. Many that's people a lot of like pressure. The, uh, it's, a, it's a lot. He's created a, his hiatus, his delay, whatever you want to call it, his process. You know, genuine as it may be. It. it Cannot it has to have created a huge amount of pressure for him? Yeah, I mean, he would need Jay Z to push
2: it. He would need Rihanna to be on it. No, but you know what though? I, I, for one thing, I love this. I love this deal that we've just seen. I love these two picks. I really look forward to December 2016 when we do the show to see which one, one. of them is going to be right. Right. that's
3: the, if You want somebody's going to be right
2: here. But I think the crux of the kind of the fork in the road because this is almost like a what if. But I think that it relies on whether he feels like he has to do it i think because scoop keeps saying he has to he has to i think it's going to rely on whether he feels like he has to because to john's point i think if i had to roll the dice i think the brother is much more comfortable in the current position he's in okay. mystique maintaining the relevance that he has he's not going i don't see him doing you know anything to disturb that and he'll fade eventually he'll fade out but i think that Right now, you know your argument, Scoop, I, in 2016, if what you're saying happens, I think it's going to be because, like you said, he felt like he had to do it. Not like he wanted to do it, but he had to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, my prediction of in 2016, I think we are going to see something that's already started, but I think in 2016, we're going to see a record number of record stores closing. The reason I say this is because if you look at what just happened with Adele's release, this is the culmination of what's been happening for like the last maybe not 10 years, maybe five or six years of artists releasing albums through Target and other places solely. If you look at this, Adele's album is the most hype album of the last five years, the most anticipated album. She released it, not only did she release it in Target, there's three extra tracks on the, the album that's available in Target. It's not available on Spotify or any of the other music streaming services. She's done commercials strictly for Target. You know, the release of this album on Target. Multiple commercials. Have you seen them? Mm -hmm. Dope commercials. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? But I think what we're going to see in 2016, this is going to impact, you know, record stores in a way that has been building for a while. They've already, you know, they've already been shuttering. Right,
3: so you talk about mass closing like mom and I pops i think we're going to see
2: mom and pops i think we're going to see a record number of mom and pop record stores closing in Like a, gra- a
3: greater number than has been in years before a greater number this okay. been- do they still exist in order to for there to
0: be a mass closing aren't like 90 percent of them gone already yes and that's what i'm saying this is going to be the death knell.
2: like this is going to be this, be the this is going to be this, this is, is going to be it like that's going to be the wipeout. because the change how furious first. would you be right now if you owned a record store and the biggest album That you've been waiting for For five years To help boost your sales You can't even sell And then When you do have it to sell It's
0: missing three tracks mm-hmm. That they can That people can only get at Target So what's the Explain the deal to me So she's Is there like an exclusivity For the first Yeah she has Well it's not It's time. not
2: for time periods It's for the number of tracks I've You can go into a mom and pop And get Adele's album
0: or you can okay. or you can go but that that's happened in the past though right there's always been a Best Buy version or a Target version or for big big releases right but this album is probably like I
2: said the biggest release of the last five years
0: okay because I, I I almost thought that the sort of streaming thing would help record stores the fact that she's saying you have to buy a physical copy mm-hmm. right it, it, it's going to help Target <laughs> it's right. going to
2: but help I, It's I going to help out. It depends on the audience
3: and who the. And the, that's my
2: other point. Look at her audience. Her audience is in Target. Right. You know what I'm saying? Her audience is not on 73rd Street. But you I know say, what I'm saying? Her but, audience, but The
3: audience of the record store buyer. If, you know, like, I don't know if Deadly's going to close. Well, because Deji right. has a gospel following that's gonna keep him busy for the rest of his life. So Adele, doesn't mean, nobody's going to Deadry's to check for. Right. Nobody's going to Fletcher's to check for. But let's you know, go to North. Dusty, let's go. Let's go Groove. Well, you got. You guys are Dusty talking. Groups, about, not, you, we're, you guys now not with vinyl. See the vinyl. The vinyl. Yeah, you know I'm saying
2: with, you guys are talking about Chicago institutions. You know, what I'm saying that are probably never gonna close because you know the city may put up money to keep these places open. I'm talking about at mom and pop working stores in mm-hmm. cities outside of Chicago, outside of New York, outside of L. A. These places can't stay open with this type of these type of sales. Adele's audience is already in Target. They in there, you know, they're gonna go two hours over and buy this album with three tracks on it rather than and plus it's probably gonna be discounted. Justin uh, Timberlake, I think maybe two years ago or whenever Witch McCall came out, he did a vinyl only release at Target. At Target, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So to me, to John's point, yeah, this has been happening. This is like the death knell. This is like, you know, Empire Strikes Back,
1: boom, it's over. So, my prediction for 2016 is that Tidal finally becomes an, a distribution company, a digital distribution company.
0: Arthur, say the phrase. So I know you want to say the phrase. Say the phrase? Arthur's been banging on about this for about a year and a half. I have. Title has um, only
2: been around for like a year. How has he been on him so long? It's like, I like, have, though.
0: Title will finally become. It's like, dude, they've only been around for. <laughs> You're saying Tidal. You always say Tidal is the. Come on, mate. Trojan horse.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Not even a deep Greek reference. A very obvious okay. one. <laughs> Trojan horse has overtaken Halo effect in Arthur's lexicon. And, 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 and it's closing in. It's closing on, in on Water Seeks' own level. Water on level.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Nothing will overtake Water own level. You said finally, though. It's dude. never been about the subscribers, right? It's it's always been about being a distributor of both high end flak and lower end consumer
0: MP3s. You know what this is? This is Arthur's Grassy nose. <laughs>
1: He's Agent Motor over here with the whole. I have been trying to. I have been trying to research when artists' contracts expire. When <laughs> Beyonce leaves Sony. When Daft Punk is no longer has an agreement with Sony to, to license their music. The whole thing has to do with these top tier artists who can support themselves, who can release their music expressly on title.
3: You know what I'm afraid of? When it does happen, what his reaction is going to be? No, when it doesn't happen. No, when it does happen.
0: <laughs> You're saying that your belief for 2016 is that tidal will morph from this sort of from its disguise as another Spotify and unveil its true nature, which will be basically an iTunes with a broad range of music formats. Formats being MP3, FLAC, WAV files. So not just the standard crunched kind of pretty thin. File format of MP3, but good quality, right? right. Which is that what they intended to do
3: from the, in the first right. place, right?
0: That if you that
1: if you're Spotify, you have to make a deal with Title in order to be able to get access to the files of the next Rihanna album. I mean, take the ultimate what if? What if Taylor Swift released her next album digitally
0: exclusively through through Title? I'm not sure that's the ultimate what if, bro, right? But <laughs> I mean, I'm not. I'm not awake at night <laughs> thinking about that.
3: I'm with you. Think about it. You're saying that's their plan from the beginning, alright? That's what I'm saying. That's been their whole plan from the beginning. But they couldn't introduce that to the marketplace that way. With the with the number of artists that stood with Jay-Z on stage
1: at the press conference, right? Just about all of them will, will have the funds to be able to support their next album. And the big in the big part of record contracts we know, we've learned, is that a record Advance is really a loan, a sizable loan to get Absolutely. the record made. Right. Okay. Well, if you're dealing with artists who have already established, they're successful, they've got money, that are able to finance their own stuff, then that cuts a that cuts a lot of overhead out for their for their budgets for their for their net for their net worth. Distribution has long been the pain point of any artist to be able to get their music out. So imagine if. Title, starting out with these name brand artists, created a distribution model. So last year, Prince put his last album out exclusively streaming, on on Title. That was a year ago. That was like late summer, I think it was.
0: It was like autumn, winter. And then last year.
1: And then and then it 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 hung out there for about ten days, maybe two weeks, and then it was announced that hey, you could buy this album from title so there was the commerce component and because there was a commerce component and I have no idea how many units that he sold you know in that kind of fashion but it was a proof of concept that hey we can get a top tier artist to exclusively release on our platform and we have the ability for you to be able to purchase that album and and correct me if I'm wrong anybody I don't believe you needed to be a title subscriber to buy the record. You needed to be a title subscriber to hear the record.
3: Here's my question though. To stream it, I'm
1: saying. To stream the record.
3: At what point who, it's a distribution outlet, but who plays the role of the label and who are you signed to if you're the artist? Yeah. That's what I'm trying to get at. Because you meant to be like, who's going to come out of contract? And what they do is artists usually sign label deals. They don't usually sign distribution deals. Mm -hmm. So... Who's playing the role of the label because, yes, if title does, you know, distribute your music, whose responsibility is it to put the music together? Is that, that would, all going to fall on the artist? That would be on the artist. So they become their own label. So they have to be out of the deal with their current label. So they're signing label deals to themselves and then distribution deals the title. Is that how this working? Mm. Or maybe maybe title does both. That's what I'm saying. But you're, but you're saying the only distribution. Are they going to be a distribution and a label? Title could do both because of the Rock Nation
2: arm. That'd be interesting. But you've been holding on to that theory since they came. Like after the press conference, you're like, one day they will reveal themselves. Right, 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 like, right, 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 dude. But, they but just had else? the press conference, well, but,
1: but <laughs> what, nothing else is manifested from that. <laughs> All that's really happened is that is that is that two CEO, two CEOs have resigned. Yeah, I'll give you that. Nothing right. They're is talking happened. about. They just announced that we're going to do original programming, which doesn't make any sense. I mean, it's either to me, it's either they do what I just they do some level of what I just described,
3: or it's going to fold all. Or it's going to fold and they sell
1: off the technology. The problem is that the problem. It's
2: almost like you know, if you look at the way Title is being ran right now, it I, it's almost like Prince is running that company. You know what I'm saying? This <laughs> follows his 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 ideology. You know what I'm saying? It's like the way they do things and the way that they're you know, it's like, damn, is he really just? On the sidelines, well, or is that, he really involved with this? No, he's
3: involved, and, and his thing is, he's probably they look at him as probably the smartest guy in the room. Oh,
2: see, that's the, there, there it is, right? Because he's <laughs> got the
3: most experience. He's got look, he's been dealing with this. He's kind of like Arthur. Like, look, I've been telling y'all this for years. <laughs> <laughs> I've been telling y'all this for years.
0: I don't know if that's is that a
3: compliment. Like, or? I've been I don't telling know y'all this for years, and but like, he has <laughs> been. I painted slave on my face. I, I was there then. Y'all weren't even on this shit.
1: this has been the music snobs podcast i want to thank you all for listening please visit themusicsnobs.com also the show library streams on soundcloud soundcloud soundcloud.com the music snobs